Creatures of the night, welcome to Talking Taker, episode 185 of our encyclopedic exploration digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio, I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking, and I am joined as always by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy. He is the Agro Crag Champion. He is Mr. Travis White. And Travis, we are heading overseas one last time for Super Showdown 2020, the Tuike Trophy Gauntlet match. We're going to see if the Undertaker has some global guts. Travis, do, 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 do you have it? Dang, you beat me to it. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Tell them both. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the best. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we're ready to spill our guts here, man, on Talking Taker mm, 185. I is. cannot wait to get to this. This is a match I've been looking for. No, I'm just kidding. This is something. <laughs> it's just a match, dude. <laughs> it's going to be fun to, to make fun of and uh, laugh at and talk about as we watch it. Because, uh, spoiler alert, Taker's in it for about 11 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, The Undertaker's second-to-last match is on one of these random Saudi Arabia shows um, literally a month before COVID-19 overtakes the United States yeah. and really overtakes the world and starts this global pandemic that's changed everything. This is his last appearance uh, in a match before fans, and it's in an unannounced gauntlet match, uh, tombstoning AJ Styles and never even taking his jacket off. Uh, yeah. But we made a commitment three and a half years ago to cover right. every single Undertaker pay-per-view match, so we have to do it. And because we're going to miss doing this, we've only got a couple more opportunities to do it, we said, you know what? forget screw it we're gonna do a watch along for the whole match uh we'll talk about all the other entrants in there uh we asked for some q a from you our royal creatures of the night from social media from twitter facebook and instagram so we got some random questions uh, about the podcast about the undertaker just about anything uh we said ask us anything and you folks did so we're gonna sprinkle those in throughout the match and uh talk about yeah, whatever we can find to talk about here for our third to last episode and the Undertaker's uh, penultimate match, man. It's, yeah. Can you believe it? We've made it to this point, man. It's crazy, man. It is crazy to me that it, this next to last match is this. Like, it's just crazy. <laughs> like, uh, it's insane. Talk about Q&A. Although, isn't that like, wasn't Austin's next to last match a... Um, his match against Bischoff, like it's yeah. Was that an official match? Dude Ranch, man, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> his last match had been Rock, but right his next to last would have been that Dude Ranch match against Bischoff or whatever. Dude Ranch match. I don't know, man. I feel like it was something weird like that. It was like a street fight or something. Going back to the uh, to yeah, the nineties Nickelodeon with guts and well, hey, dude. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, are you are you more guts or Legends of the Hidden Temple or or Double Dare? What's your Nickelodeon game show of choice? Yeah, gum it, man. If I had to pick one, ooh, 
That's what did you get most excited when you turned on the TV on Saturday morning and and saw it was on? Oh crap, dude! This is the hardest question I've answered in 185 (laughs) episodes. Probably, probably got more excited about Legends of the Hidden Temple because of Kirk Fogg and Olmec, but um, I probably wanted to be on Guts more. Mm, Yeah, yeah. I just, dude, tell him Mo. It's just, man, it's just great. You would have been great on Guts. You you could have done it, man. You you got some weird athletic skills. (laughs) You you could do backflips and gymnastics. You're always, you know, you didn't play a lot of sports, but you were like weirdly athletically talented. (laughs) I I could see you on Guts for sure. What about you? Oh, I was a double dare guy all the way. I mean, I watched all of them. Any Nick game show was the peak for me there used to be a cable channel that was all nickelodeon game shows nick gas uh i don't know yeah. why in streaming era that doesn't exist anymore yeah but Damn, uh dude. yeah double dare dude i loved uh mark summers what would you do was great what would you do was great that was too. probably my favorite actually. yes yes i loved all that stuff man what was the one with uh <laughs> The slime. They always had Danny Tamborelli and Lori Beth Denver. Oh, the... figure it out. Figure it out. Oh, Summer yeah. Sanders. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's our second podcast. Uh, yep. <laughs> Going through all the Nick game shows. <laughs> that's an idea. We'll get, Xavier, we'll, we'll get Woods on there. Oh, he would love it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get to Super Showdown 2020. We're going to talk about it eventually. And then this is going to be one of those episodes where we just kind of go off the rails. But uh, the, we do have a couple Undertaker moments to catch you up on and, and a little bit of uh, things as we bridge the gap from our last match. Uh, who was our last match? Was that? Oh, yeah. Extreme Rules. Two time. weeks ago, we did Extreme dull. Rules. Yeah. yeah. We did the Hidden Gems last week. Yeah. Uh, so we did Hidden Gems two weeks before that. Excuse me, we did the Extreme Rules two weeks before that. Undertaker and Roman, awesome, awesome match. His Uh, last full match on American soil, like in front of people. Like crazy, dude. His last true match there. Yeah. uh, Picked up the win there. So that was in uh, July 2019. Correct? Sounds great. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I can't remember if it was June, June or July. I think it was July. June. Uh, uh, maybe it was I think June. June was, June was showdown, so it was July. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> before we get to February 2020 here, uh, let's hit you up with a couple memorable things. Yeah. Let's take the time traveling Hearst back to September of 2019 on an episode of SmackDown Live. And this is right before the uh, big changeover for SmackDown. So it's still airing on Tuesdays on the USA Network. Uh, but this was a pretty big deal. It was SmackDown Live from Madison Square Garden. And this show was going to open with the gong and The Undertaker making his way onto these hollow grounds. Uh, and for, I think we've said it a few times, that this was Undertaker's <laughs> final appearance at Madison Square Garden. But this was truly Undertaker's <laughs> final is... appearance at Madison Square Garden, as of now. So far. Yeah, yeah so far. <laughs> and so much for him actually, telling Vince was, he was Raw done was at Extreme in. Rules. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say Raw was in MSG the night before. This is a big deal. They were back live shows. on They always did house shows. But I think this was their first live Raw and SmackDown from, for in years from there because mm-hmm. they'd done the Barclays for a while and stuff but yeah yeah, yeah like you said so much for telling Vince he was done after Extreme Rules because yeah a couple months later here you go and they do show some of this on the Last Ride documentary they show him being backstage and um, 
this might have been where they showed him having like a plaque backstage, like next to Elvis yeah. and stuff like that, and him thinking how cool that was. And the fans think it's cool too, dude. They are chanting his name even before he makes it into the ring and finishes his entrance, which I don't, I don't recall something like that before. Like he's standing, he hasn't even gotten to the stairs yet. Music is still playing and we hear them going undertaker. Like that, that was really neat. Yeah. It was cool, man. Yeah. Like I said, I think it was a little earlier than normally. They're just, I mean, we didn't know we're going to see him again. You know, he hadn't been promised after extreme rules. Yeah. It's a total surprise. And, uh, Corey Graves notes that Stone Cold Steve Austin kicked off Raw at Madison Square Garden last night. Shout out to the uh, the bottom line wrestling cast, repping them here tonight. And Undertaker kicks off tonight. Dude, how, how awesome is that? The that's crazy, Icons dude. of the Attitude Era. Yeah, and that's, uh, isn't that, where was SummerSlam 98? Was that there? Yeah, that was, yep, MSG. Yeah, yep. so that's just crazy that I 21 years later that they're kicking off Raw. It's <laughs> nuts, man. And Stone Cold been retired for uh, 16 and a half years. years. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wild. Uh, Taker says he wanted to come out here, take a minute, and, and absorb all of this reaction from the crowd. And he says that on the Last Ride documentary, too. He says mm-hmm. he really did. That was a shoot. Um, he says, for the past 30 years, these hallowed grounds have been my home. Uh, he says he doesn't know how many times he's going to come home anymore, but there's one thing he wants people to remember about this place. The titans that were born here. The legends that made their name here and the heroes that were created right here in Madison Square Garden. And it's rewarding for me to know that each and every one of those souls, I took a little piece of it with me. But their echoes and their memories will go through these halls for all of eternity. So, you know, kind of a generic promo. You know, you you think maybe he's just here to just kind of, you know, wave to the fans. Got this sort of like uh, that Raw twenty five, yeah, where he's exactly. at uh, the Manhattan Center. But he gets interrupted by none other than Sammy Zayn's music. The most annoying music you could play cuts off the Undertaker here, and this is right in. Uh, yeah, I guess he'd been a heel for like a year or so around this point. Maybe, maybe a little bit less. I think end of I think end of seventeen is when he turned heel. So it'd been almost oh, for a two, couple but he years. He was out. Okay. He was out for a bit. He was out for yeah. a while too, with okay. the injury and stuff. So, yeah. And but man, he's talk about somebody who you never like an ultimate baby face, ultimate baby face, amazing. But then as a heel, he's even better. He's this so annoying. Crazy. Yes, he's, exactly. He's perfect. <laughs> and Undertaker just looks repulsed by this guy <laughs> as he comes, you know, strutting down the aisle doing his dancing or whatever. Um, yeah. But the crowd, they actually, the crowd actually kind of throws Sammy off because he gets the mic and they keep singing his song. You know, it's the MSG mm. crowd and they they love him. And he kind of like has to smile yeah. and like try to like turn them against him again. Um, yeah. 
But he's being Sammy's being real respectful at first. He he puts over the dead man. He says he's a legend. Says he's sold out this arena for thirty years. It's been your yard for thirty years. But uh, you know, since it's been your yard for thirty years, maybe you should be letting the new guard take over here. He says you should even admit that I should have been the one opening up SmackDown and MSG tonight. Um, That's hilarious to me. <laughs> Sammy asks, "When is enough enough?" He knows Taker loves WWE, and he's all about paving the way for the future. But the future is here. The future is now. The future is Sammy Zayn. <laughs> that guy's insane, man. Uh, Sammy says the fans of MSG want nothing more than for him to take out the Undertaker. But <laughs> oh, he's selling it perfectly. It's too. great. So man. viable. Now look, I. I... I know these unruly fans in New York City probably want nothing more than for Sami Zayn to take out The Undertaker. That's not why I'm here. I am here out of respect, and I am here respectfully, sir. Sir, I am here to ask you to turn around and to leave this ring right now. I'm asking you to do the right thing, to leave this ring to me and to pass the torch. Now, I promise you, Madison Square Garden and the future of WWE is in good hands with Sami Zayn. I give you my word. And the Undertaker, he hears him out. And uh, he he realizes that Sammy is speaking the truth. And so he hands his mic over to Sammy Zayn and, and walks past him and starts to go through the ropes. And Sammy, he starts looking shocked that his plan actually works. He's got his back turned to Undertaker and they starts laughing and thinking he can't believe he got away with all this and starts strutting and dancing again. And of course, Undertaker looks up and he walks back through the ropes, and Sammy turns around. Undertaker gets in his face and just shakes his head and picks him up for a choke slam. And I gotta say, Sammy didn't get up as far as I liked him to on that choke slam. Right? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a Gerald Briscoe level choke slam. I was disappointed, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still cool. It's still cool. Yeah, it was still cool to see. And we've said it before with guys like. Kevin Owens or, you know, some of these other younger guy, Rusev, you know, what a dream come true for Sami Zayn yeah. to get to take a choke slam from The Undertaker in Madison Square Garden. We know Sami, he loves the business, huge mm-hmm. wrestling fan. Like, what an iconic thing for him to get to have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just a dream come true. Like, we talked about Kevin Owens taking that tombstone and losing. Well, that was an MSG, too. That six-man tag when he lost. Yeah, so yeah, both those guys, yeah, best right. friends in real life. Can, <laughs> that's really cool. You know, take Undertaker's finisher as an MSG. My, my favorite part of this whole thing is that the, when Taker chokes lands, when after when he grabs his lapels, he's like, and just kind of steps out. He's like, <laughs> like he just brushes it off and he's ready to go. So, I love that. Uh, and dude, I tell you what, we always talk about, or fans always talk about, 
Undertaker having a match like in 2020 or 2021 or whatever, the guys we would have wanted him to face, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Of course, no question about that. I think Sami Zayn could be right up there with a guy who could go with Undertaker. Like his style against Undertaker, like he's a guy who could handle that type of match and pull off a good match with the Undertaker of now. Yep, I totally agree, man. It wouldn't be something that's going to be people are, you know, a lot of people wouldn't think that because he's, he's underrated, but like a heel Sami Zayn. Golly, he's not on the I mean, same level of, of star power, but no, quality as match. Exactly. Right up there, man. Right up oh there. yeah. I totally agree. It would be excellent to see. And he'd, he'd love that, man. Oh yeah. He'd love that. Well, let's fast forward a little bit. So just wrapping up the history of the business here as we do, SmackDown's going to move to Friday nights on Fox on October 4th, which again, no take. Say that again. SmackDown's going to move to Fox. Fox. Yeah, big deal. SmackDown started on UPN. UPN, yeah. (laughs) Remember UPN, people? Yeah. yeah. CW, My Network TV. What even is that? Sci-Fi Network. Now it's on one of the four major broadcast networks, which is... Yeah, it's on... I don't, I don't know if that means the same thing in 2021 when everything is streaming or whatever, but that's still a huge deal. Weekly on deal. Fox. Yeah, weekly on Friday nights on Fox. I mean, that's prime time television, you know? And uh, so, yeah, huge deal. They rolled the blue carpet out for this night. Um, all the stars were there. I mean, except for Taker. He wasn't anywhere to be seen, which I thought was strange, especially because he's so synonymous with that show, you know? But... Now, um, you know, they, they had a big night, though. They had oh, they did. Rock was there. Goldberg was there. Becky was there. It was just a big. Kane big Velasquez. Kane. Uh, <laughs> now, didn't they advertise Undertaker at one point? And then. I don't remember. I think they did. And maybe he was backstage or they, they had to shuffle the show around or something. There were rumors about that. At yeah. Least, I think. Maybe so, that's the case. Yeah. It's, it's a shame. You know, they only got yeah. two hours and you got to focus on the current stuff but uh yeah it would have been cool to see him on there because you know he's a guy who's you can't say he's the one who who's responsible for that but you know he helped usher the company into a place where it could be sustainable for Mm -hmm. all these years you know obviously stone gold rock cena those guys too but undertaker's right up there with a reason why wwe still exists to this day, it is as successful as it is to this day. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about that. So, um, yeah, just, you know, big news in WWE that, that sure. time. And, you know, we're not going to cover much of SmackDown at all anymore going forward. But, yeah, you know, uh, he's he still hasn't shown up on Fox. Yeah, you're right. Which is weird. Yeah. Uh, Am I yeah. wrong? No, you're right. I don't think that so. SmackDown. That we'll cover in a few weeks. Wasn't he wasn't on there? He was just on uh, Survivor Series. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, crazy man. Um, well, at Royal Rumble in January, WWE announces the Super Showdown from Saudi Arabia is going to be on February 27th, and then um, on Raw February 10th. So just you know, two and a half weeks before this pay per view from Saudi, uh, we see a graphic for the Two Wake Trophy Gauntlet match at Super Showdown featuring again no build up to this just an announced match like a lot of these um saudi shows have been it's going to be aj styles r-truth rusev eric rowan andrade and bobby lashley at this point (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> just six guys through through names through darts at names on the board pick these yeah. six guys on there. yeah uh yeah they've always every saudi show feels like they have like a time killer match on there like a yeah greatest royal rumble or 50 man battle royal and so yeah now we're gonna have this a match yep yeah on this one uh just take that next draw too because there's yeah, not so much the, yeah the next, about. <laughs> the next week um the oc come out make the weather again this is the oc this is gallows anderson and, and aj styles and oh, i thought you together. meant summer and seth and ryan and marissa you mean like california oh, yeah. here we go yeah here we go california yes <laughs> I never watched that show. I love oh, that theme song. I've seen great. every episode. You love that show. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you celebrate this entire catalog. <laughs> For sure. Huge OC fan. Yeah. Um, what's it on streaming nowadays? Oh, I, I, know I watched the DVDs like in 2008. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it past WWE to get the cast of the OC 20 years later <laughs> you know, to, to be there. But no, this is the OC. The original club, the mm. only club that matters, mm. if you know what I'm saying. So um, they're all together because, again, AJ was out after separating his shoulder when Edge came back at Royal Rumble. He took that nasty spear, separated his shoulder. He's back. He's back in the saddle again. He comes out. He says, you know, the phenomenal AJ Styles is back on Monday Night Raw, and he asked, what would WrestleMania season be without me? And uh, Gallows and Anderson are saying that, you know uh, – this is AJ's – he's at his best during this time. And, and Anderson says, you know, now you're the Mr. WrestleMania. And AJ says he's the greatest superstar on any roster, the greatest superstar of any era. And he says, you know, I got my critics, but when I win at Super Showdown, no one can say anything. And I'll say, who's next? I mean, I don't really care who it is. As long as the WWE champion is available, and who cares who that is? It could be Brock Lesnar. It could be Drew McIntyre. It could be Roman Reigns. It could be Ricochet. It could be The Undertaker. It could be Shawn Michaels. It could be Razor Ramon. It could be Diesel. It could be Sting. We had that little soul patch or something. <laughs> it's called a flavor saver. A, a flavor saver. I don't care if it's Hulk Hogan. I don't care if it's the whole NWO. Now we're talking. Now we're too talking. Sweet, too sweet. Uh, the flavor saver. <laughs> yeah, Gallows. Just drops the non-PG bomb and says that. Is that not PG? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then AJ says, yeah, I don't care if it's whole code. I don't care if it's whole NWO. And then they all, of course, give it too sweet. So I guess at this point, uh, no, NWO was supposed to go in the Hall of Fame until the next year. Where they, Yeah. In, well, no, no. It was well, it was year. supposed to be, yeah, yeah at this be, point. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, they right, were right. announced probably supposed to be at WrestleMania that year. So that's a little nod to that. And then ricochet comes out interrupts and aj's like look i was just joking when i mentioned your name you know i'm just being nice because ricochet is facing lesnar at super showdown so he says you know you no one believes you're ever gonna be champion and he challenges aj but carl anderson steps in and he loses in like three minutes to ricochet so that's that this is kind of setting seeds for obviously this two weight cut match but he dropped a name there talking about i don't care who's next you know and he says all these guys who half of them don't wrestle anymore and uh but he says Taker's name in there, so that's planting the seeds for, for what's what's happening. He planted the, the seeds. Season. That's right. That's right. Uh, my favorite part of this is uh, the King Jerry Lawler is back on commentary. Uh, yeah. Weirdly enough, for this point in Raw history, and <laughs> he says as Ricochet comes out and interrupts AJ Styles, the King says, "This guy's as useless as a pool too." <laughs> oh yikes! It's just 
It's 2020, man, and King is still doing these like, nice. 1993 jokes on commentary, and I, I love it. It's so bad. Well, it's so bad. I was in Akira. Is there Akira Tazawa or Kyrie Sane did some move, and he called it the ramen noodle like soup drop or something like that. He That's wasn't right. On commentary much longer. What much longer? I think he's still on the pre-shows. Yeah, he is. He's still got a Legends contract. And stuff, oh, absolutely. So they take care of him, but yeah, he doesn't speak too much on the live broadcast. <laughs> Bless his heart. He should wear that neon green thing from last week we talked about. So. Oh, my word. <laughs> All right, uh, just real quick before the pay-per-view uh, on Raw, uh, February 24th, 2020, the Super Showdown is going to be on a Thursday, on February 27th, 2020, you know, the Saudi shows of weird dates and everything, but uh, Ricochet is going to defeat Gallo, so he's got to win over both of the guys in the OC, and then uh, Gallows and Anderson and AJ are all arguing backstage about Gallo's losing, uh, AJ puts over Ricochet, says, you know, a miracle could happen on Thursday, and Ricochet could beat Brock Lesnar at Super Showdown. Uh, spoiler, he most certainly did not. Uh, I don't think he got a move in on offense. But uh, AJ will have the uh, the trophy, and he'll be at the top of the food chain, and he's going to challenge uh, Brock Lesnar when he wins that. And then they brush by Aleister Black, or Aleister Black just kind of walks by them and ignores them. Uh, AJ calls out Aleister for having a big head, and they OC all beat him up backstage and um, really doesn't mean anything uh except black defeats eric Not Owen yeah. later on and then challenges aj to a match uh next week on raw and then we see a new graphic for the two-week trophy match and apparently rusev day has been canceled and uh he's been <laughs> taken out of this match and replaced by ray mysterio this guy can't catch a break in saudi rusev day. it's the nope. second match he's been replaced with it's, and the crown prince does not save him this time. Mm-mm. So, yeah, <laughs> and he's but, about you know, to be gone from the company. Yeah, yeah. But I'd say as far as drawing power, Ray Mysterio is a bigger name, you know, than Rusev. You know, he's Without a legend. Question. So, and then uh, other combatants in the match face off later on as Bobby Lashley defeats our Truth. And really, that's all you need to know going into this uh, gauntlet match here, Super Showdown twenty twenty. February 27th, 2020, from the Mohammed Abdu Arena on the boulevard in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, to date, our, our last Saudi Arabia show, but I'm sure they will be back as soon sure. as they can, you know, uh, for reasons. For reasons. Yep. I mean, they signed a 10-year contract or whatever, so I guess they got to uphold their end. Who knows? But, yeah, money talks, baby. So. Yep. Um so, business time. Vince will take his straps down and fly over the corporate jet. Over the oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was did not at, watch this one live. Did you okay. watch this live? I was at work. I mean, I was reading results on uh, just like refreshing stuff while I was sitting on the computer. Um, but I guess there were, you know, there were some talks and rumors going around that Undertaker might be involved at WrestleMania after missing last year's wrestlemania yeah so you know this was gonna be if anything was gonna happen it was gonna happen with uh with this show possibly so that's yeah i wasn't really watching week to week during this time but i was kind of refreshing the results uh to see if anything might happen with him on this show 
Yeah, and I didn't watch this live, and you know, as it happened, but I did avoid again, like all the Saudi shows, I avoided the spoilers, and I just kind of went back and skipped through what I wanted to see because again, it's basically a glorified house show. You know, nothing too significant happens on him, but um, I was kind of fast forwarding through this because. I saw AJ was coming in later on. I was like, oh, he's probably going to win this. And then I was completely blown away by what actually happened. I, I didn't read a spoiler, didn't know what happened. So it was pretty cool, you know. Again, when he dropped Taker's name that week before in Raw, you're kind of like, mm, maybe right. maybe we'll see something there. But, yeah, anyway. But this is my first time watching this match in its entirety. So yeah, we got same here. Michael, Michael Cole, Corey Graves, Byron Saxon on commentary. And this match actually kicks off the card. So yeah, this is the first match of the night. It is. So uh, we want to invite you uh, for our final watch-along episode here uh, to watch it along with us. Uh, you've been along the ride for 185 episodes. You know how this works. We're going to give you the timestamp on the WWE Network, uh, but we're going to encourage you to turn the volume down on the TV, turn us up, and let us do the commentary for you. Uh, I will say it may not be as in-depth commentary for this match. Uh, we're going to watch it. Uh, we'll chime in on it. But like I said, I've got some... Got some Q&A uh, from our listeners out there, uh, since most of this is not going to have a darn thing to do with The Undertaker, uh, although right. I, am, I am queuing it up, and there's a big poster of the, him in the yes, right <laughs> Yeah, we're at 3 minutes and 48 seconds. I think if you just click on the chapter title, that's where we're starting now. So, yep. so three just minutes click 40, on... But yeah, there's a Taker from like, what is that, 97? Seven? That's 97, yeah, baby. 97. Yeah. He's got the title over his shoulder after he's won at WrestleMania 13. And, yeah, man, those guys are some old-school fans. Oh, right? yeah. The they, got, they got the Iggy. They know what's up. They know yeah. what's about to happen here. Yeah, so, man. yeah, it, it's 3 minutes, 48 seconds. Uh, if you just click on the first chapter on the WWE Network that says, Gauntlet Match, R-Truth versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, that'll take you right hit there. You'll see all the smiling Saudi Arabia fans. So if you need to put us on pause and you can get that queued up, uh, otherwise, for the last time, Travis, you yeah. give us the countdown? Yeah, I'll give us three, two, one, play, and then we'll push uh, play on play. So, all right, everybody, three, two, one, play. All right, here we go. Super showdown. You know, those Saudi, oh. those Saudi fans, they, they do, they, they have bring a great it. time. Yeah, they do bring they it. bring it. You know? Man, when you all right, here we go. Here's the rules: two superstars will enter to begin the match. When one superstar is eliminated, a new superstar enters. Elimination can occur by pinfall, submission, disqualification, or countout. The match continues until one superstar remains, and that superstar will be declared the winner of the prestigious mm. two wake trophy. Prestigious, yes. I love how it's just like you. It's the first time it's ever been presented. And it is the prestigious. Look at it. It looks like a it's, it's ice so... block of Mountain Dew. To wait, Mountain Dew trophy. Oh, I love it, man! It's such a such a stupid wrestling thing. It's like an old oh, school yeah. thing. I love it. Oh yeah, it's like something in like Memphis or something. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we're gonna have this street fight for the Memphis toilet bowl. You know, it's just like they yeah. make it whatever they want. It should have been it's... for a briefcase full of fifteen thousand dollars or something. Yeah, <laughs> look at Gray's shirt. Oh, here he comes, man! Uh, the man of time for What's up? <laughs> yeah, I mean Benjamin Button. Dude, this guy is amazing. Look at those pants, man. Bright red capri jeans. <laughs> so I good. love it, man. And this the fans love, love it. They're chanting, what's up? Dude. Still this doing the, the same guy. gimmick. 
this whole time, too. It hasn't it, changed a bit. Yeah. And this is a guy that 20 years before this debuted as K-Quick, and he was tag-teaming with Road Dog, and I was like, man, this guy blows, man. Like, I just couldn't – I didn't <laughs> – I didn't like it, you know, but then he grilled me a little bit and then he went to TNA and like, wasn't he the first? Oh, Ken Shamrock was first champion, but he, he was, was the first, uh, was like black, NWA black NWA champion, yeah. something like, and, like that. He yeah. was the truth and he had his, he had oh, this, yeah. you know, he had this angry side to him and I, I started digging him then, you know, and then when he came back to WWE, I really dug him and he's obviously better as a comedy character than a serious threat to anybody but he is so funny although he had a great little heel run against john cena and then he awesome truth with Miz. you know he was he, he can he can do room. that stuff oh yeah but yeah for sure he, you know he's found his niche like this without question without question yeah he's got headphones on yeah he gotta hear <laughs> he's got the in-ears man he's gotta he hear his song when he comes out oh you playstation know? shirt that guy has um, awesome yeah, man, and another guy, his opponent here, Bobby Lashley, who had just come back uh, a year before, right? 2018. Yeah, yeah right, right after Raw, or right after that Mania, Mania 34 I was at, who uh, started in 05 or 06. You know, of course, unfortunately, we saw him win the Extreme Elimination Chamber uh, as yeah. he's here with Lana. I forgot his about wife. that. <laughs> yeah. It's so oh, crazy that, God. like... This oh is on what? God. What is this? February twenty seventh. Yeah. So we're recording this. Well, by the time this episode drops, it'll be February twenty seventh, won't it? So, um, yeah, a year, a year later, and this guy is about to probably win the WWE title. Potentially, yeah. After <laughs> the all Mets. these years, well, that's yeah. my point. I was getting to is like both these guys been around since the early two thousands, on and off, mm-hmm. but you know. Uh, now they're just as relevant as they've ever been. And like, you know, a guy like Undertaker around for 30 years, that was so rare back in the day. But nowadays it's, it's, it just, it seems like it happens more and more and more. These guys, you know, longer and longer and longer runs in WWE. Like our truth's current run has been going on for 12, 13, 14 years, something like that. And two, though, like you're, to your points, opposite of Taker as well, because he was relevant from day one. These guys have taken that's a good point, a yeah. decade and a half. To, no, but I, mean, I, I'm, I agree with your point about no, they're there right. forever, but also they're not relevant main event top tier guys that Vince believes in. Like, like he was Taker was that from day one, man. Yeah, we a talked year about it last week. Won the title, yeah. like it's just. It's insane to think because that is that is very rare. Because Bobby Lashley, again, we've gone on record saying I was not a huge fan of his at the beginning of his run. I always wanted to see him in Lesnar, but he was there after Lesnar was gone, and so I still think it's a shame we haven't gotten that yet. But what he's doing in 2021 right now, the end of 2020, 2021, has been, in my opinion, his best work I've seen from him. He's more like the TNA Bobby Lashley, who was actually. Pretty close to the real guy. He's a you know a Bellator fighter and just kind of comes in there and knocks your head off. I like that version of Bobby Lashley. I'll tell you what it reminds me of is Mark Henry. Mark Henry sure. could not have cared any less about him for the sure. first fifteen years of his career, and Bingo. just overnight he finds this Hall of Pain gimmick, mm-hmm. and he's my favorite wrestler. Like, he's for, awesome for a couple of years. He's the best. And he does he's the so uh, the fake retirement and all that <sighs> stuff. It just took him 
that long, but then he mm-hmm. finally everything just clicked, and it, it yep. feels like that with Bobby Lashley. Could not mm-hmm. have cared less about him yep. for the first fifteen years of his career, but now he's got this hurt business deal and with MVP, and it's, it's like yep. overnight, man, just everything started to click. Oh yeah, truth going at it, him and truth, and uh, truth doing some what's up? There he goes. Truth uh, with Stinger Splash taking a page out of Taker's book. How do you how do you feel about gauntlet matches, Travis? I okay. For one, they're very <laughs> overused right now. It's oh, a very so much. It's a crutch they lean on so much, and it all started around this time, maybe the year before. When was Kofi Mania? Twenty nineteen. Yeah. So yeah, that era, yeah. twenty nineteen, when they did they did the gauntlet match. And I think it was during that build for Kofi, and then Rollins didn't want. There was like an hour long, like all of that. And now they just—it's so lazy. It's lazy booking because right before Elimination Chamber this past Sunday, there was like the Raw before it was all the participants in the Gauntlet match, and it's just like I like Gauntlet matches when there's stakes mm-hmm. and when they're when you know it's not just a time filler, you know, like. But um, this is just time filler, man. That's all this is. There's no yeah. stakes. The prestigious cup is nothing. So, but I used to like them a lot. But too much of a good thing is a bad thing, you know. And they just they really overplay it nowadays and overuse it. What about That's, you? That I mean, I was got pretty much exactly the same thing. Yeah. I hate them. I hate them now. Like, yeah. Again, you could have a good one, sure, but it's it's like the three hour raw symptom things. Like, yeah, we gotta have. It's gotta have something to fill the time. So we'll have a singles match that turns into a tag match every single week on raw or we'll mm. do a gauntlet match or we'll have a guy <laughs> we'll have two guys wrestle in the first segment and then we'll have them wrestle in the main event again just because yeah. it's like we got to fill three hours somehow uh, yeah. and that that's what this feels like here too like you said stakes if there's stakes to it if there's a reason for mm-hmm. it you know uh like a beat the clock type thing like that sort yeah. of stuff is great but this just gauntlet match for the heck of a sake of a gauntlet match right. it's, it's dumb it's stupid now, and it depends, too, like, who it is. Like, if you would have given me early 2000 or even WCW, if you just said, we're going to have a gauntlet match on Nitro, it's going to be Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, uh, Perry Saturn, Raven, Benoit, DDP. Like, if you just said, like, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would have been like, give me three hours of that. I couldn't, because that would have been insane. Or, like, cruiserweight title, gauntlet match, and it would have been Ciclope and El Dandy and La Parca and, you know, just psychosis and all those guys. Like, I would have been all for that because it was just a more exciting time, and you never knew what was going to happen. But like I said, and it was so rare they didn't do that back then. But That's now it's it. just a yeah. go-to. It's just a go. And like these guys don't, they just announce these guys are in the match. It doesn't mean anything. So. That's the thing. It's not like if they, if they were like, okay, the winner of this two-wake trophy gets the number one spot or the, the number six spot in the elimination chamber or gets you know to whatever um have their pick of a title to go for at wrestlemania like something like that something like that that they're building toward you know but no it's like you're gonna get a piece of the aggro crag and it's like ah which <laughs> the I, prestigious know, I wanted that Who wanted? i wanted a piece of that everyone wanted it yeah. <laughs> bobby lashley the almighty so do you oh, what? My. What's your uh, what's your WrestleMania prediction? Like how how's this all going to shake out with the Miz as world champion and Bobby Lashley getting the title shot? Uh, what, what's going to happen, man? 
So as we record this, Bobby Lashley and Miz are supposed to go one-on-one. I'm predicting some shenanigans that's going to make that last until uh, <laughs> well, he just did five his, favorite, his favorite wrestler. John Cena's <laughs> move, yeah. And the, um, oh, he's going for the attitude adjustment. No. Uh-oh, my internet's about to crap out, so oh well. I'll get catch back up in a I'll second. I'll get you back up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, calf kick from our truth Yeah, what's going to happen? Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm thinking triple threat, Drew McIntyre, Bad Bunny screws Miz out of the title, and maybe Lashley wins it or something, and then Lashley and Drew at, at Mania. So yeah. that's what I'm predicting. You would have thought that would have been like a WrestleMania match in like 2011 or 12, yeah. the way they were building those two guys up. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's funny how it all works out. Both guys had to leave and go away for a little while, and mm-hmm. now they're where they uh, Vince wanted them to be, you know, uh, when they first started yep. out. That, and that's how the business goes sometimes. Sometimes it goes oh, like yeah. that. Sometimes you got an Undertaker who's just there all the time. And exactly. uh, Lashley, so he just pulled a Goldberg and ran to the turnbuckle and hit Ooh. his head on it, but... Thankfully, did not literally concuss himself on there. Right. Uh, Truth just rolled him up and eliminated him from the gauntlet match. And now Lashley is uh, beating the crap out of our truth on the outside, <laughs> giving him a beating, laying into um, him here. He's out of there. Yep. It's, that was a surprise at the time. You know, I mean, Lashley oh, yeah. really wasn't but like he is nowadays. He's still a beast, man. Yeah. Like you said, our no truth is comedy 24 yeah. 7 guy. Yeah. What's our timestamp we got here? So I'm at uh, 15.01, 15.02, 15.03, 15.04. All right. I'm making my way up there. Sorry, guys. This, my it's internet right. does this on my laptop every now and then. Again, it doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> yeah, there's no taker sighting. So. Well, speaking of technology, let me. Uh, I'll sprinkle some of these questions in. We don't have to throw them all in at once but uh we asked you guys for some q a for this episode for stuff to talk about so while travis is getting What's his uh, internet queued back up uh 15 33 34 35 36 37 lashley's uh, looks like he's going for the spear tell me when you're at 43 i am at 43 yep just speared our right. truth flipped him inside good. out yep so our buddy Randy Turco said, uh, after 185 episodes, how many would you guys say you've both recorded in person versus virtually? Was there any difference either way? Preparation-wise, is the dynamic any different? And then said uh, he takes pride in being the one in 184 and one uh, as far as getting to sign off with the hashtag TakerEasy. Uh, <laughs> which I believe St. Ridley did, but that was not in the official uh, official count Cannon, yeah. <laughs> of episodes. Um, but as Andrade uh, comes out here dressed yeah. like Hakushi. Uh, I like this guy a lot. Oh, and R-Truth busted Ooh, open. The, busted. The latex gloves are coming out. Yep. I like Andrade. I feel like he hasn't gotten his fair shake yet in WWE. He's got bigger things on the horizon. I'm, I'm saying I liked yeah. him a lot as NXT champion. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so how many? I think we went 180 virtually and five together. Is that right? I think that is right, man. Crazily we did, enough, we did Gold Dust and whatever one was after that at your house. Is that a Foley? A May we did match? the Buried Alive. I know Buried yeah. Alive, and then, and then one I think before we did two, that, and then we, we did, did those the two. Watch Along for the first Rumble Night Seven. Just yep, that same for weekend. Fun. 
Yep. We didn't know how that was going to turn out. And then we did uh, WrestleMania 20 together, our 100th episode. And then we did, when we went and saw Taker last year in yep. March, we were together. That was Mania WrestleMania, what, 24? 24. Yep. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, we tried to do one, I think before those first ones we did, uh, over Christmas time that year, but I had mm-hmm. had the flu or sinus infection yeah. or something. I was real, real sick. Uh, even though we were in the same town, we couldn't really get together to yeah. do that. Um, and then we, we've thought about doing it some other times, but, but mostly the timing hasn't worked out. Um, yeah, you came up to visit me and we went and did DDP yoga at the, uh, at the performance yes. center. Uh, not with DDP sadly, but, nope. uh, still got to see the performance center. That was cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I don't know if we've said this on the show, but we are planning on doing our final episode in person. Uh, yeah, uh, going to travel up to see you, and we'll do our top twenty countdown and close out the show. We got to do that in person. But uh, what do you think, man? Uh, was there any difference for you doing it in person versus virtually most of the time? I think the first two, to me, were a little. Uh, just different. And plus, we weren't having quite as in-depth notes and stuff back then either, but it was kind of weird because we were sitting across from each other at the table and it was just kind of yeah. like, like this, we're looking at, and like we can kind of, I don't know, it was just different. Like it yeah. was, it felt a little awkward at first, but like I feel like yeah. as it went on, we got it better. But then the, the one, the WrestleMania 21 was like, that, that was easy, man. Like yeah. in your parents' house, in your bedroom, and then the one at, uh, in New York last year. Yeah, a live from New York, man. That was a that was an easy one to do too, man. So plus we had just met. Uh, we met. We met Bagley yet? Yeah, we went. Uh, down it's had, like split, I guess. Yeah, kind of. So, yeah. So that one, that one was effortless, man. Like I think those two, but the first and the, and the Royal Rumble watch along was just. We weren't sure how it was going to turn out if we were going to do it or not. But <laughs> right. Like, that that was a blast, dude. So. Yeah, uh, I think my only problem was trying to get the. Uh, the sound quality right mm-hmm. between us because we we just used one mic on yeah. all of those because I you know I'm not like a pro I don't have a big setup and and yeah. everything for us to both have our own mics so I think the very first one it does not sound real good uh, but then I ended up fixing the mic later on and, and yeah I think the last few uh, in person ones we did sounded sounded pretty good oh, yeah we'll definitely get it sounding good for the last one we got to go out. Uh, with everything sounding right. So we'll have all that sounding good. But yeah, it was a little weird to not, you know, wanting to look you in the face and then also right. having notes. And uh, uh, I, that Buried Alive match was like, that was one of the first ones where we had like extensive notes mm-hmm. too, yeah. where there was stuff like every week on Raw. Yep. They had those graveyard promos every single week. And that's kind of like, to me, that's like where our show kind of became what it is now yeah. um, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I agree. It kind of took a turn from uh, just to be a little more in-depth. You know, there was a lot more going on, you know, and things were things were happening. So there's folks in the front row there with masks on in Saudi. Really? Look at that. There's like three or four people right there with a uh, little surgical mask on. Oh, if they wow. Get another, they're ahead of, ahead of the curve, man. Well, you know, it, I don't know how it was in Saudi yet, but it was definitely, I mean, it was a thing. It was on the news and it was being talked See, about. Look at that. Uh, it was, you know, mainly in, in China, but it was, I don't know if the first Ooh. case had been in the U.S. Yeah, I can't remember the date, but 
you know, we were talking about it, it when we went to New York yeah. in March. Like, it was definitely a thing. So that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Ooh, that's a yeah, big that's a bump big for Andrade. Bump. Yeah. Ooh, yikes. You tear your peck doing that bump, bro. Be careful. <laughs> like, Andrade's a guy who would have owned the cruiserweight division in yes. 1997. Yep. He is. Uh, honestly, I think he is next i mean he's right under ray as far as what he can do like but he's a bigger guy too so he can do other stuff he's he reminds me a lot of talk but not he's not he's not as good as eddie he doesn't have the charisma eddie had but as far as in ring he is just a notch below eddie man he's really really good and yeah you're right he, he can't speak english so that's not a racial thing it's just as far as the entertainment thing and, and it's hard to get over in wwe if you can't speak english you know that's the company yeah yeah, yeah. it's nothing not, to do with him right nothing to do with him nothing to do with any kind of uh you know anything but it's just true oh and they just headbutted <laughs> and the headbutt took out andrade dude our Drew's getting beat up in this match yeah <laughs> he's busted open from the face he just knocked noggins with andrade having a rough night out there yeah Ray Mysterio in the front row, by the way. His, <laughs> he looks about the same t- height as Ray. <laughs> Might be. Might jump out of the crowd. He's like three foot eleven. So. Uh, great question, Randy. And also, yeah. Randy, just thank you. You know what you did. Yeah, man. We're not gonna. I'm yeah. not gonna publicize it because I don't think you want it to be like that. But, yeah, uh, but thank you, brother. Travis and I seriously thank you from the bottom of our hearts. That was very, very cool, very special gift from you, and uh, means the world to us. You didn't, have, you didn't have to do anything like that, but we appreciate nope. it. Nope. None of you do. We just appreciate you guys listening and being along for the ride. And like I said, we're just two stops. Oh, here comes your boy, <laughs> Big Red. All right. So, Travis, <laughs> oh, dude, he's carrying the stupid spider cage out to the ring. <laughs> Eric Rowan here. We'll get to that next week. <laughs> uh, here's my question. I'm building my Undertaker opponent's figure collection and it's something I'm going to do after the podcast. I, I really want to I want to have a complete one. I'm not going to get there before the podcast is over, folks. Just spoiler no. alert. Do I need to get R-Truth, Andrade, Bobby Lashley, and uh, whoever the next, Eric Rowan? Do I need to get all these people? Do they, do they um... count as Undertaker opponents even though he's not going to interact with them but they're all technically in this gauntlet match is it no i don't think so that'd be like you getting every member of the royal rumble okay just because he's in it no okay. he does his match is him and aj you know okay. what i'm saying yes so i think you're safe you're that's safe. how you're i feel about yeah i just need some confirmation no because otherwise yeah you'd have to buy every single member of every rumble he was in you'd have to go get uh Who's the guy? All those guys from the '97 one, the Mexican oh, guys, yeah, CMLL or whatever. Yeah. Now I do so. want to get Elimination Chamber guys. I feel like sure. that's different, no doubt. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not. I don't want to do. I don't want an Eric Rowan figure. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're lucky because he wasn't in that tag match at Survivor no. Series 2015. I need a, so. I need a Harper figure, and he's a uh, those mm-hmm. have gone up, man, on eBay, obviously. So I'm gonna have to wait yeah. a little while to get yeah. one of those. Uh, at Watch Along Wrestling, uh, another close friend of the show and former guest of the show, uh, what were your least favorite collection of matches of Undertaker that made the podcast the toughest to get excited about? And 
opposite of that, which episodes were the most surprised that you enjoyed so much? Uh, and then if you can choose any other wrestler to get this type of podcast treatment, who would it be? Good question. Great question. Um, I'd say as far as the ones that were just off the top of my head, I had to go back to my notes and think of some that were real stinkers, but that was that 2000 and eight nine or something where it was just like big show matches yes. like big show match and like <laughs> yes. again big show is an absolute legend but like they're just that stuff was just it was the doldrums to like watch man and it was just awful and then the early 2000 mid 2000 like four or five stuff with like kennedy and uh muhammad hassan and all that whole era of smackdown was just brutal so what about you? Oh yeah, I mean those were my two answers. Um, I, I would say the King uh, Kong Bundy. Uh, that was bad. Like still gets me hot. King Kong Bundy, Kamala, Mabel. That was a, that was not a great stretch. But it, those were at least still sort of fun to talk about from yeah. that era. There's enough cheesiness. Same with Kamala and Giant Gonzalez back to back to back to back. There's enough goofiness going on that, that's fun to talk great, about yeah. exactly there's enough of that in there Ooh, um, shots. truth yeah oh and art it's gonna call it out he's gonna disqualify i thought they said no dqs oh no they did they said there are dqs yes 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 you're right there are dqs yes 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 so eric rowan doesn't read the instructions and now he's putting our truth back in <laughs> so what a kind guy but anyway yeah that, those uh, were some brutal stretches though what about stuff you were surprised you enjoyed more than you did? Ooh, um, JBL. That's All the answer. JBL. That's the That's answer. That's the that is the answer because I was trying again, to think. Yeah, we hated him. I mean, we hated him. Yes. <laughs> in two thousand four, I stopped watching SmackDown weekly because of him. And that that was not X Pac Heat. That was I hate you. You're ruining my show. You're ruining professional wrestling with your <laughs> trash character. You're killing Eddie Guerrero. I can't stand it. I did not watch like and then us going back and visiting, we both turned a corner on JBL. And yep. he has become one of our favorite taker opponents, man. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that That's that has to be the most surprising thing. Because I could yeah. say like how much I enjoyed the Edge storyline, but I knew I was going to enjoy that. But I think JBL is the most surprising thing from this whole experience. Here it comes AJ Styles. Did you get uh, a chance to watch uh, APA against Taker and Kane from that oh, WXW show? Good heavens, man. Yeah. <laughs> and the Hakushi one. That was fantastic. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. I think that's that's the perfect answer. There he is, man. There were other things that surprised me, and like you know, I was shocked right. and I enjoyed it right, as much right, as I right. did. But as a whole, I just both of us just kind of like, you know what, man, this guy was perfect at <laughs> what he did. And those <laughs> matches weren't as bad. No, they were not surprisingly good. Here comes the man, AJ Styles, fresh oh, off of the shoulder injury. So now, our truth has made it all the way through the gauntlet match. That's insane. Now, this match probably happened in TNA, I would imagine. Oh, no I can't doubt. tell you yeah. for sure, but I would imagine it did at one point or another. Two TNA icons. That's right. Two TNA 
two former NWA or TNA world champions right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Raw and the True Killings and AJ Styles. Same same character. Um, they look like they could be in the same faction with their gear on. Exactly. <laughs> Red and black. Wolfpack today. <laughs> well, AJ representing the Georgia Bulldogs probably. I don't know what. I guess he could be doing NC State Wolfpack maybe because he's be. from North Carolina. I'm sure he's a Tar Heels fan though, but who knows. And what a great heel, dude. He's just living it up. AJ, to... one of those guys that I never thought would be a great heel, but like I, sure. I, I, I'm fine with him as a heel. I, I like it. He does. I don't know which me. one I like better. He's, I mean, him he's as great a in both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, he's great. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> oh, look at that, <laughs> dude. Well, this is great. <laughs> I love AJ. He's he is. I almost said phenomenal, but that's dude. He's doing this floss. <laughs> He's kind of like yeah. a Shawn Michaels. Like, yep. I don't know if I like Shawn better face or heel. Like, he yep. does them both fantastic. They're great at both of them. Oh, he's getting all the moves in. Oh, dang. You know where he learned this stuff from was uh, the Mixed Match Challenge. They used to just do that silly stuff, like, all the time, you know? Yep. It was, that was, tough. thank God Taker wasn't in that. <laughs> that was some uh, zany stuff. Clay Daniel, one of my old church kids, said, Who's oh, wow. your favorite wrestler besides The Undertaker? Whew. All right, go ahead. You know, uh, my go-to is probably going to be Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, yep. I mean, Hulk Hogan was my dude as a kid. I do love watching Jerry the King Lawler nowadays. I appreciate him so much. I, I love watching his matches. But uh, Shawn Michaels, easy answer. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Sting's the guy that got me into wrestling, and the guy that re got me into it with the Crow Sting stuff. And like, he'll always be up there for me. But um, he just he's lost a little bit of luster over the years, and I honestly not a huge fan of what he's doing made right now. Mm, really, I am. Um, really, they had me the night one. I loved it, and then the next week when he just started joking and being silly, it was just wow. Ooh, I'm surprised to hear him. that. I wanted him to be like the crowish sting again. Dude, AJ's rubbing the cabbage patch. He's, He's having the time of his life. He's having a blasty <laughs> blast. This is great. Um, but yeah, Shawn Michaels. You know, I, again, I do love saying I'm not going to diminish it. I followed his whole career. I, I still watch his stuff he's doing right now. I'm just not as intrigued by it as I hoped I would be. Wasn't a huge fan of him taking a powerbomb last week from Brian Cage. Uh, I just, he's a 16 year old man. So. But um, he knows his body better than I do, obviously. But um, yeah, I uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Strong Michaels is hands down. I mean, the greatest, the greatest professional wrestler all time has everything. You know, Taker's the best character. Of and that's all time. why they they work so well together. Sean's uh, the best. AJ R- with the calf killer. There you go. Our truth taps out. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Crusher and Dirty Yeah. And he just, I mean, AJ came in, he danced, and he did a calf crusher, and he won. And here comes Ray Ray. Yeah. Now, this was a dream match for me in about 2002. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could still have a great one. Yeah. Booyaka, booyaka. Uh, what was the other question? What another wrestler do you think deserves a type of podcast like this? Uh, yeah, Watch Long Wrestling said that. Yep. Uh, I mean, you know, we talked about Jericho would be a fun one to do. You know, I think, uh, um, I think a Triple H one would be actually pretty fun, honestly. 
you could follow that character sure. and especially how much hate he gets and everything um but uh i think that would be fun but yeah jericho he's got so many different he's like taker where he reinvents himself you know he calls taker madonna of WWE, and he's the same way he just so i think that would be i think somebody could could do one like that or It'd be a big undertaking for us to do that again. That's a great no point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Undertaking. But yeah, I think Jericho. What about you? Dude, the guy on screen right now, AJ yeah. Styles. Oh, dude, make a heck of a podcast. Go, you could go through TNA and be totally different. Yeah. Talk about the ups and downs of that. And then into New Japan and WWE. Is, yeah, the OC, they're taking out Ray Ray right now. Taking out Ray backstage. So Ray Mysterio got paid. Who knows? Six figures to fly into Saudi Arabia <laughs> to get beat up backstage in his gear. AJ's just throwing his hands up. Like, Come gig. on, give me that. Give me that aggro, Craig. Okay, he's getting a microphone. I guess. What's he gonna say? All right. Basically, I think he's declaring himself the winner. If I'm not mistaken. You gotta say, look at this hair blowing in the wind. Yeah, yeah. Loves some AJ Styles. Because, again, I was a fan of this guy first time I laid eyes on him. And uh, actually, in, in WCW, but I guess it would have been, what, 20 years before? No, 19 years before this? In 2001. <laughs> That's right, man. AJ Styles yeah. and Air Paris. Yeah. Air Raid. I watched his NWA Wild Side stuff because I was like, who is this guy? I love him. And then, honestly, laid my eyes on uh, Truth, this NWA Wild Side stuff, too. I mean, he was already in WWE as Kate Quick, but I found his NWA Wild Side stuff because that's where him and – I mean, him and AJ go back to those days. Like, go back to 2000. Like, it's yeah. crazy. So he's telling Mike Rome, Jim Rome – well, who is this? Mike <laughs> Rome. Mike Rome to ring the bell. And you're right. There's kids in the crowd with uh, face masks on. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so AJ he's... Styles wants the forfeit – Wants to take the the crag home, put it on his mantle along with the up up down down trophies or whatever else he's won in his career. Who knows? He got all kind of like sweet uh, Super Nintendos and all kind mm-hmm. of sweet swag from like Japan and stuff. <laughs> he's got yeah. just a gamer nerd. And now they're gonna count Rey Mysterio out. Yeah, AJ is such four, a fun deal. Five. Six. And what wait a second. Uh oh. Gallows is down. The big Shake LG is down. down. Uh oh. Oh no. The machine gun oh. is down. Gunka. Machine Gunka. They're down the good brothers, the tag team. And there's and a couple this? of black boots. Oh. Leather jacket, leather robe. Wait a oh, second. Oh man. Uh oh. His boots AJ are made is, for walking. I mean, Taker must have really pinched a nerve in Luke Gallo's throat. He is holding that thing. <laughs> Crazy. All right, so AJ's trying to get the ref to keep counting. He's arguing the referee because he knows what's happening. I mean, I, I can't argue with AJ. Ray Mysterio is the legal man. I don't I don't know how the yeah. Undertaker just gets to enter this match. I don't know. I don't know. Lights go out. Here we go. Oh, the gong's gonna hit. Take her easy is There's not gonna play. But uh, no, it's Wolf not. Dog Forty Two wants to know if we can get that song added on Spotify so he can add it to his Undertaker playlist. 
You know, you got the connections, man. You're on Spotify now. I, I think take her easy. I think it's uh, it's not out of the question. Yeah, I don't know if I could. I don't know how I would go about adding that to Spotify. It's a on my end. So. It's a parody. You can you can add it. Yeah, there's no legal rights good. to that. I think you're all right. I think you're kosher. My uh, kid. Tell the people what's on Spotify, man. You got some new music out. Yeah, I, this past weekend I dropped a new uh, album called Windrush Sessions Volume 1. Hopefully it'll be a Volume 2, but this, if you guys have listened to my stuff in the past, it's just me and a guitar, me and a harmonica, very stripped, very laid back, just what you get if you see me live. This is the opposite of that. It is produced. It's got drums, bass, keys, claps, loops, drum fills, all kind of stuff, background vocals. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, three reimaginings of a song and one brand new song. So check it out if you want to on Spotify and Apple Music. Check out youtube.com slash Travis White. You can find my stuff there. And it's Taker Comes Through the Laser Show. It's fantastic. I listened to it all weekend. I definitely recommend our listeners go check it out. We'll put a link up there for everybody. The Wind Rush Sessions, Volume 1. It was a lot of fun to do because, like I said, it was uh, it's it had a new life in, in the songs, man. A lot of fun. These neon lights from Saudi, man. I love his Saudi entrances. They're great, man. Mortal Spare Kombat. Spare no expense, man. Like John Hammond. Yeah, more like a glacier coming out here. <laughs> uh, there's no more How could you not be HBO intimidated Max. by that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, there is. How do you feel about that? Mm. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd say 25 years too late, dude. You Hard know what I'm saying? Like, you should have got it right back then, so. Oh, um, flame on, man. Speaking of movies, uh, Buck Pendleton, uh, who went, uh, my brother-in-law, who went to WrestleMania with me, WrestleMania 34, uh, what's the greatest wrestling cameo in a movie? I say Zeus in The Dark Knight. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I thought that as soon as, you, uh, as soon as you said it. What about you? I mean, the obvious, I think the easiest answer is, is Andre the Giant, Princess Bride. Yeah. I mean, that's like the most iconic thing. Uh, but Big Show and Jingle All the Way is Big fantastic. Show in in uh, Waterboy, dude. Oh, that too. Golly. Yeah. Yeah, probably that. that more than... no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Taker didn't even look at the crag when he walked by it, bro. He just walked by. He didn't nah. care. He don't care. Undertaker and Suburban Commando. I think uh, <laughs> you got you got to mention that. Yeah, because I, I you can't call um, They Live uh, a cameo because that was I me. Mean, he's a starring role in that, you know. So um, Piper, but yeah, I'd say um, you can't see Ready to, Ready to Rumble because that was you know. Yeah, it's not really was a supposed cameo. to be that. Yeah, but I'd yeah. say, man, I'd say Zeus, and Dark Knight. So, he he was great two in that. Boatloads full of people. He's great in it. Yeah. I can't argue that. Rest his soul, Tiny Lister. Yeah. Rest in peace. Look at those flames, man! They're everywhere. This intro, this walk down, is taking longer than some of these matches. Did. <laughs> it definitely was longer than some of those segments. Yeah, at the match. Yeah. But what a treat! This was not advertised not advertised big surprise here and what's gonna happen aj styles he is ooh, getting that finger ooh. all up on undertaker's chest taker's got that high uh chested um spandex again ooh. Ooh. goes for a punch taker goozles him 
as the smoke billows all around them. Joke slam! Look, look, the crowd is on their feet. Of course they are. And all the phones are out. You know what, yep. man. Choke slam and boom. Left arm, right arm. The hat is on. The jacket the is on. on. The I pin mean, is counted. That's it, dude. The Undertaker wins the prestigious two-eyed two trophy. Is that guy really that tall? Or is he standing on something? <laughs> and this is Taker's last match in the wrestling ring. His second to last match ever. Mm-hmm. Last match. His last official match. In a ring on American Soil was a tag match. His last match in the ring, yeah, was didn't even take his clothes off. Amazing. So he got, he's, I mean, Ray got the better in a deal. He got to (laughs) not even do anything. He's backstage. Yeah, Taker flew over there and did this. And you know he made a hundred grand off of this. I guarantee you he made a hundred grand off of this. Oh, man. But, of course. That's crazy. We're all sitting here wondering, all right, WrestleMania season. Mm-hmm. We know something else is coming, and at this point, we're thinking they're going to have a real match. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what's about to be in store for the month of March, right. but we're thinking Tampa Bay, uh, the Pirate Ship Stadium, we're going to have Undertaker and AJ Styles uh, try to pull off a match in the ring. Undertaker's been a little shaky in the ring uh, for the past couple years, but if anybody can pull something special out of him, it's going to be AJ Styles. Uh, yeah. And, of course, He's that's the not next quite Shawn what Michaels. goes down. Right, yep. And another thing, too, is in my mind going off at this point in 2020 was, okay, Taker just beat him. Yeah, it was 11 seconds, but does that mean AJ's going to beat him? That's going to be his last match. Like, go out with looking yes. up the lights like most guys do, you know? Great point. Great point. He's he's one guy who didn't need to go out looking up at the lights. Like his character, just it's fine the way it was, and his ending is perfect. And we'll get to that uh, next week. But there it is. And of course, trophy. Yeah, Undertaker's gonna put that under his arms and take it back to his truth trophy case, uh, or not. <laughs> he's going to mean mug it, get that shot that Vince wants. And just stare at it. What sort of alien movie is this from? Yeah, is this from like Man of Steel or something? Like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, the Shazam movie? That pyro. Flames. Flames. That's a money shot right there, though. You can uh, keep that trophy, Vince. (laughs) Yeah. You can put that in. I bet it's in the warehouse, dude. Leaves it behind. I know it is. Yeah, Taker just leaves with it. No thanks. He doesn't even even fist bump it or anything. (laughs) He even (laughs) just goes. But yeah, and man, fireworks. this was a surprise. Oh my! Dang, it got dark there too. Whoa! Look at all those fireworks, man! <laughs> for the, for one joke slam. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's prestigious, it's awesome. bro. What do it's you think? Awesome. Prestigious matches, uh, prestigious awards deserve that. There you go, man. Um, Five stars. That's crazy. I mean. <laughs> This is crazy. He didn't take his anything off. Never seen anything like it here. As he looks back, and we're waiting for it. Wait for it. Wait for Wait it. Wait for it. And one, two, two and a half. 
two and there three quarters. There it is. Yeah. Boom. All right. Got the fist raised. It's ready to go. It's road to WrestleMania. Like you said, man, we think we're getting I mean, I'm chomping at the bit, dude. I'm getting Taker and AJ Styles in what's probably gonna be his last match. Kofi and Big E are hyped for it. Oh yeah, they're hyped. Big E's doing his Undertaker impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stick around for that. <laughs> that was great. Oh, that was great. All right, yeah. We can quit it now though. <laughs> That's it, man. That is the Undertaker's second to last match ever. That's nuts. <laughs> what else is there to say? It's an I angle. Mean, it's a it's a Yep. It's a thing to get to the thing that we get to next week. <laughs> and that makes it all worth it. Yep, exactly. We got any more brain busters? Oh man, I got a lot more. I thought we'd get to more of them during the match, but uh let's run through these, man. We've only Yeah. We've only been on the air left. for an hour. So let's uh let's do some let's do some rapid fire Q and A here. Um yeah. Graham Fit Seidel. We heard from him a few times at G Seidel nineteen ninety. If Mark <clears throat> he's on a first name basis with Taker, if Mark had to do the wing eating challenge all over again and back out, do you think he would? I think he's talking about that episode of Hot Ones he was on. You think he'd back out? Yeah. No. No. Of course Good not. Good heavens, no. Uh at at Zach L two one seven, heard from him a bunch on the show. In your opinion, what was the best WWE Hall of Fame inductee speech and why? Mr. T. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um I'd say what one really is special to me is um Sean's because we were there. I don't know if it's the best one. Yeah. But it was really special to me. Um and Andrew you because we were there and also <laughs> no i don't know i'll be honest with you i don't i don't know a lot of them that a lot of the speeches don't like stick out in my memory because some of them just drag on and on and on i do like razors he got to the point and got out of there he was the headliner too and he was just like yeah yeah you know that was good what about you any really stand out sean's is a good one sean's, uh yeah. to remember razors yes for sure uh, i love bobby heenan's yeah, um, back from two thousand four, um, that one was really, really special and <clears throat> really emotional. I think Ric Flair's is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dusty Rhodes is really good. Um, I, I, I'm thinking of Ultimate Warrior's promo the next from night Raw, yeah. on Raw. I, I, I think that's more special, but it's kind of in the same vein, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, as his Hall of Fame speech. Uh, and edges, I loved edges, and now it's yeah. you know kind of taking on a different yeah, tone. Edges was really good, you know. Now that he's made a comeback, but uh, I remember his being really, really special at the time. Yeah, I think um, was it Foley? Foley's was pretty. Foley good. had a good. He one. got Jericho up there and CM Punk kind of the pitfall because yes. him and Jericho never got to like, or no, was it him and Punk? And then Jericho kind of pitfall. Yes. Anyway, one of them, whatever happened. Yeah, it was, that was pretty funny. But dude. Yeah. <laughs> You know who nailed it? Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson yeah. had a fantastic Hall of Fame speech. Her was, dad just died like two days before that. Yeah. Too. It was crazy. She did not take it too seriously. You know, she nope. was very funny. She had a great speech. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Miranda won. This, this one is really interesting. Uh, how would The Undertaker have been remembered in WWE history had he retired in 
So had he walked away in late 99 and never went off and did the biker taker, never had this next era of his career, how do you think he would have been remembered? It's a great speculation question. Yeah. I still think he still would have been. I mean, he was a pillar of that company even then. Carried them through the Monday Night War eras. Him and Rock Austin, Triple H, Kane, Foley. Um, I still think he'd be highly regarded because he was a locker room leader. He was a, just, a, like I said, a pillar of the backstage part. I still think he'd be highly regarded. I don't know. He definitely wouldn't be as highly regarded as he is now. A dec- you know, another decade and a half later, you know, it seems. Um, but yeah, that's a great question because he wouldn't have had those different iterations. But what do you think? I think we'd think of him maybe like a like a Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, like or a Mr. Perfect or somebody like that. Nash is a good comparison. He'd be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just for everything he did in the 90s, he'd be a Hall of Famer. He'd be a guy they brought back on Legends Nights, on Legends Raw. He'd be a guy they brought back to give a, a tombstone to Sami Zayn these days mm-hmm. or something like that. But yeah, we wouldn't be doing a podcast about him. No. You know, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be the same. But he he would still be, uh, you know, an, a legend, but mm-hmm. not, not a Mount Rushmore type of right. guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I got I got some from some certain people. I'm gonna hold on to, but uh, uh, uh Brian Maurice, uh, friend of mine, friend of my wife's, uh, friend of the sh- friend of, he's listening to the show. But uh, he says, <laughs> "Would you rather wrestle Nia Jax blindfolded, or take a last ride off the Titan Tron?" Those are about the same. Uh, I probably well either one of them. I'd probably go my whole. <laughs> I'd probably rather wrestle Nia Jax blindfolded because um, t- imagine a last ride off the top of the Titan, Sean. Yeah, I'm taking the last ride. I know Taker's yes. going to protect me. You'd be dead. I don't trust Nia Jax though. I don't. I don't know, man. I have such a bad neck and a bad back. I might have to wrestle her. So I would die if I felt the Titans on. So I don't know. Uh, he also said, "Do you think Biggie will have a solid push, or will he get the <clears throat> will he get the Mustafa Ali treatment?" Uh, no, you answer that. He'll be have a better push, way be, better push than Mustafa Ali. Yeah, world champion one day. One day, yep. Future world champion. I'm calling it for sure. Yep. It's not going to be this year. It may not be next year, but he's got future world champion written on him. And then Brian just started ranting. He said, <clears throat> I'm hot now. Why Why the F do main event era just bust out the gate with finishers now? How do you start with a finish? It makes no grammatical or pro wrestling storytelling sense. Man, I, think, I think Brian might have been drinking a glass of wine or something. I think you need to blame Brock Lesnar and John Cena for that at mm. SummerSlam 2014, 13, 14, whenever yes. that was. Uh, 14. Yeah, whatever that was. You need to blame John Cena and Brutus for that. So, And I think that booking was tremendous at the time. It but was. you're right. It is A finisher has been uh, prostituted nowadays. It's not a finisher. It's just a move. So, I mean, a finisher used to be a DDT. Yep. All right. 
This is from at Alex Dorio. Uh, Travis, as a guy who's not really interested in merch or collectibles or memorabilia, is there anything of The Undertaker's old school merch or, or anything rare of his that you would like to have in your collection? If you were to collect something Undertaker related, what would be like the one item that you think would be cool to have? Man, I think I got them already, dude. It's a Zubas. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Besides no, that. No, in all seriousness, um, as far as like his actual like produced merch, um, you know, I think if – did they ever make like purple gloves like that you could buy or like the gray gloves? They ever made that? I don't think I've ever seen that. <sighs> or maybe just like – did they ever make like the wide brim hat with the purple around or they just, they've made like something. Halloween costumes. I think just something like that, like something with okay. the old, like, cause I'm okay. never going to wear a wrestling t-shirt. <laughs> so I'll wear a talking take a t-shirt, but, oh, yeah, um, all day. All day. but, uh, yeah, I think just something with his original, just cause man, that's, this that's old school, man. That's okay. where it's at. So, yeah. Uh, at Kate Dorio, uh, said, what is your favorite, uh, excuse me, sorry, I lost it. Uh, what is your favorite concert you've ever been to? Uh, number one concert. It's tough. Um, it's one of these need to breathe concerts I've been to recently. You and I went and saw them acoustic and that's one of Mm -hmm. my favorites. That was great. Uh, the next one I saw after that with acoustic was really good. And I saw one a couple years ago with my son. It was the last show they played as the same band before his brother left. So that was my favorites. But uh, Pearl Jam really feels really good, but I'm not really into them anymore like I used to be. So probably one of the most recent Need to Breathe shows I've seen. It's probably maybe one of the acoustic shows. Probably the one you and I saw. Because they played three songs that were on my bucket list I'd never heard before. And they played all three of them that same night. And I was like, I, I told you, I was like, I'm done. I, I can go right now. Yeah, you did. You did say so, that. Yeah. That's probably my favorite concert. So what about you? Um, You know, Bruce Springsteen's like my number one artist. Uh, you guys, right. if you're watching video, you see him right over my shoulder. So I've seen him four times. The first I time. I got to go to one of those. You did. You were there. And that was that's when. Awesome. Uh, Clarence Clemens, the saxophone player, uh, was still alive, so I did get to see him in person. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably my favorite Bruce concert, but my number one concert of all time is Paul McCartney. Getting to see Paul McCartney in 2014, just, it's Paul McCartney, man. And just it because, was, yeah. It lived up and exceeded expectations. He just crushed it for two and a half hours Played Beatles stuff, played Wing stuff, played solo stuff. I mean, it was just you're you're in the same building as Paul McCartney. I got yeah. to see a Beatle. And He's got a Beatle to, man. To be yeah. there, and it was like it was just everything. That was that was my best. That's the best concert I'll I'll ever go to, probably. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I, I would rather personally. I, I listen to Bruce Springsteen way more than I listen to the Beatles, but. Mm-hmm. Just being there for that. He's man. Paul it McCartney. Was, it yeah. was Paul McCartney, man. Yeah. Uh, Dan Pendleton, do you have matches for the Phenom that are a must-watch or could rank as a top ten for us? Dan, listen Stay in two tuned. weeks. We will <laughs> yeah. get there for you. We will do our top 20 of all time. Uh, at Kate Dorio, why have you never asked your wife with A-plus commentary skills on as a guest? 
Uh, Kate Dorio, on a scale of one to ten, how much will you hold it against your wife for not listening to this show? How many years oh, of bitterness should she expect? <laughs> my wife has never listened to this show, so it doesn't bother me one bit. I've let her hear certain things on it, but she's never listened. I've Couldn't never. Care less, but God bless her for allowing me to do this for the last three and a half years of my life. So. Yeah, that was one of my questions for you, Travis, as someone with three kids, uh, two when we started and three now, uh, have your kids reacted at all to you doing this podcast for the past three and a half years? Do they know that you go do it? Do they care at all? And then question one B to that, uh, do they respond to wrestling at all? When you're watching wrestling, do they care at all about wrestling? (laughs) Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) They, my my oldest knows that dad does a podcast. He knows it's about the Undertaker, uh, but he doesn't. Has never shown any interest in listening. My boy, like, so I'm a dad who doesn't force my own likes and opinions. Like, I mean, I, my opinion, I don't force the things I like, like Star Wars, Batman, wrestling. Used to be Pearl Jam, Need to Breathe. My own music. I, I let my kids listen to my songs, but I don't force them down their throat. I don't make them watch wrestling with me. I don't make them watch Georgia football games with me. I don't shove that something mm. in their throat. I want them to want to like what they want to like. And if they want to watch it with dad, that's fine. Um, they don't understand live television. So every Monday, every <laughs> Friday, every Wednesday, I'm on my phone that's about funny. 8 o'clock. I pull up raw. And my son's like, Dad, why are you watching that show again? I'm like, it's not again, son. It's on right now. He's like, yeah, just watch it later. I'm like, but it's right now. Like he doesn't because everything in their life is on demand. We don't in my house. We don't have live TV. We only have Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Like we only have stuff on demand. So they don't even understand the concept of sitting down and watching something. Oh, I gotta watch this right now because it's on. Like Georgia football games. They're like, Dad, can we watch one this weekend? I'm like, no, bro. That's that's over. Like we gotta <laughs> wait till September. Like they don't understand that. So it's just funny. It's different generations. So yeah, they don't. They've. Uh, ooh and ah to some wrestling matches and stuff like that and they know and I've shown them certain things but and we like to wrestle each other they do they like to wrestle yes they like to, and in fact when you come next week they're like oh, that's the guy we wrestled with right I was like yeah yeah so they might want to wrestle with you so yeah bring it on no anyway but yeah my kids couldn't possibly care less about wrestling and that's fine with me so <laughs> oh I can't believe I'm going to ask this uh, right after I asked that question but uh, Pat V Pat Viveros said gun to your head you have to let one of these guys give you a naked tombstone. <laughs> Would it be Undertaker or Kane? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I guess, I guess Taker because it's OG. <laughs> what about you? Midian, of course. Oh, yikes. <laughs> that would be one. He has a fanny pack at least. It's got the fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> A good follow. I said, ask us anything, and he, he did. He, he threw it out there. Uh, Kate Dorio said, uh, um, Are y'all going to WrestleMania post pandemic? If Undertaker goes in the Hall of Fame, if and when Undertaker goes in the Hall of Fame, Travis, you and I got to be there. We gotta I would figure, love we to. Gotta we'll find do a way it to on the set. Yeah, on the, on the uh, ground live bring this dust off the podcast and bring it back so yeah, yeah. that would be great it's in it. what hollywood next year and then is it back in dallas after that i think that's right it is. yeah they've announced yeah. all of those yeah so maybe it's going to be then 2023 so yeah. we'll see 
Yep, but yep, um, yep. anyway, yeah, um, I would love to go to a WrestleMania again. I still love professional wrestling, still love WWE, still, I mean, I, I watch AEW, I watch some New Japan stuff, not really much anymore, but yeah, I love wrestling, and I don't plan on letting it go away, and I'd love to go to WrestleMania post-pandemic, and love to see Taker in the Hall of Fame, whatever that is, so that'd be great. Yeah, that would be the time to do it, I would love to go do that. Make that happen, I think it's meant to be, but uh, for now, we appreciate y'all's questions. If y'all got more of them, go ahead and send them, maybe we'll do some more next week, and then uh, the week after that too uh would be happy to answer you guys q a about the podcast sure uh but for now we'll keep rolling 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 on to the last ride we're slowly crawling into that to the last stop on uh on this podcast journey here two more episodes left that's all we got one more undertaker match Next week, we're covering the Boneyard match. AJ Styles versus The Undertaker, WrestleMania 35. Everything leading up to it, how it became the Boneyard match, how it became 36. The Undertaker's final match. Excuse me. 35 years. <laughs> yeah, this whole year is going up my, my time. Uh, yes. I know. WrestleMania 36, Undertaker versus AJ Styles, Boneyard match. We will relive it. And talk about this uh, incredible historic moment, and how Undertaker literally rides off into the dark that night. <laughs> he does. Uh, Ooh, and then Edge, Edge be another good podcast. Like Edge this. could because be he's good he's a character podcast. that's just, just means sex and hard castles before. Like you could follow his career, especially now with his comeback nine years later. That would be fun. Just sorry, I just went through my head as we we're as you were it's speaking. Didn't mean to cut you off, but I had to get no, it out there. It's a good point. That'd be a fun one. Lots of variety in there. Yeah. Um, and then in two weeks from now, we will have a series finale, a wrap-up episode. So next week will not be our final episode. Is the Entertainer's nope. final match? Two weeks, we will do a closing episode. You and I are going to rank our top 20 all-time Undertaker pay-per-view matches. We've both been agonizing over these lists, texting each other. Yeah, talking about how hard it is. (laughs) It is. We're going to go give our reasonings for them. Everything is in play from the pay-per-view matches. Um, and we'll talk about, you know, Undertaker Survivor Series last year, you know, mm-hmm. last final moments on television. And uh, that's it, man. That is it for us. We'll, we'll wrap it up. We'll have that final show. Uh, want to shout out, um, uh, we talked about your music. I wanted to shout that out. Want to shout out tpublic.com if you want to represent Talking Taker these final few weeks. Go pick up a t-shirt. I believe they're 35% off Everything, this, this yeah. week. So yeah. go pick up a Take Her Easy shirt, uh, King of Gong style, Take Her Care of Business, Biker Taker Guy, Biker Taker Girl. They're all up there. Get a shirt, softly, sticker, brother. tank top, hoodie, all of it. Go get something. Uh, help support the show. Uh, go support the bottom line at Wrestling Cast, our buddies over there. We are going to join them uh, actually right after our show ends. Uh, they've invited us to come yeah, we on We won't be there. gone for long. <laughs> we'll be around. Uh, so be sure you're subscribed to us, folks. You never know. If the Undertaker pops up post-retirement, you know Travis and I are going to call each other up. We're, we're, we'll, yep. we'll throw something out there. So just make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, just in case. You know, we're... We're not saying goodbye. We're just saying goodnight. All right. In in a couple weeks. So we'll be around. 
and uh, man, oh Mark Short, uh, Mark Short on Facebook yeah. talked about our hidden gems episode last week. Said he discovered some matches he had never seen before, and that's why we did it. That's why yep. we brought it up. We wanted to point you guys in those directions of some really cool stuff uh, on the network and on YouTube and all around. Uh, and yeah, it's been a pleasure tonight. Got a couple more. I'm not gonna say goodbye yet, uh, but uh, I've enjoyed it tonight, Travis, and looking forward to our, our last couple rides together. Yeah, man, that was fun. It was fun to go down that. Uh that weird to wake cup match whatever that was called that we just watched so yeah we're just getting like you said basically an angle setting up Wrestlemania so um, if you were there at the Muhammad Abdul Arena on the AJ Styles Boulevard of Broken Dreams in Riyadh Saudi Arabia um, let us know uh, we'd love to know if you're one of there especially if you're one of those ahead of the flattening of the curve and you were wearing a mask there uh, let us know so uh, other than that ladies and gentlemen like I said stay tuned with us for the next two weeks our official, you know, closing, uh, and then, you know, to be continued, break glass if necessary, whatever Taker said in the last ride, you know, uh, in case of emergency, break glass, so we'll see, but, um, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this night, and this, or this episode, and this random watch-along, and uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe, and take her easy. Yeah.